Bright suns and good afternoon, travelers. Today is Thursday, November 4th, and my God, it feels good to be in front of the microphone again <laughs> instead of just my phone. Uh, it's been a minute, hasn't it? Uh, but hey, I got a new computer. <laughs> I got a, uh, I got one of the new MacBook Pros. Um, literally the first time that I've ever used a MacBook. Uh, and I got to say, I actually really like it so far. I was on Windows PCs for like forever before this. And I decided kind of out of the blue that uh, the next computer that I was going to get was going to be a MacBook. And I followed through on that promise. I got the MacBook Pro with the M1 Pro chip in it, like the, the base model. Um, super awesome so far. Like does beyond what I need it to do. Like I, I will like probably never find a way to actually max out this chip. Uh, cause I don't actually do a lot of gaming on my computer. I do that on like the cloud on Xbox, uh, fucking cloud gaming. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys for coming back. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, this is the bright suns podcast, the show for pop culture nerds like myself to obsess over dissect, celebrate, love, and cherish all things in the geekdom, star Wars, Marvel, DC, comic books, video games, anything like that. And my God, I'm surprised I could actually do that. <laughs> surprised I still remember. Uh, thank you guys so much for coming back. Today, I've got some thoughts. We're going to talk about the Book of Boba Fett trailer that just came out. We're going to unfortunately talk a little bit more about the Phantom Menace. I know I don't like to, but you guys, you, just come on. <laughs> and I got a few more things we want to talk about. We will get into that. But for now, this is episode five, finally, of the Bright Suns podcast. Talking about the Book of Boba Fett and all other things. Here we go. Right, so I am hoping that you guys all saw the Book of Boba Fett trailer that just came out. It was phenomenal. If you haven't, uh, I, I stop this podcast right now. Just stop it and go watch it on YouTube. Go to my channel on YouTube. I actually have one, uh, surprisingly, and I've I've uploaded one video, and that is me reacting to the Book of Boba Fett trailer. Um, I I don't I don't suggest doing that as like your first viewing of the trailer, though. Never watch a reaction video as your first video like uh, uh, your first you know exposure to a trailer watch the trailer first then watch all the you know reaction videos but uh, i have one and i i linked to it a few days ago on my twitter you can find it there uh you can find it on youtube you probably can't find it on facebook because even though i'm on facebook i i literally never update that page. Uh, God, I really hate Facebook. Anyway, so if you watched my my reaction trailer, you saw that basically by the end of it, I was in tears. Uh, like, I I was so excited. I am so excited about it still. Um, but it, it just, it looked like such a good show. And like the, the trailer was just powerful and like, ah, it was just so good. And, you know, quick, quick recap of the trailer. Um, you know, at the very beginning, we saw 
I guess what are are called uh, what are they called? Bomar monks or something? They're monks. They're they're like living thing. I'm gonna pretend like I know what they are. Um, but you know the the real truth is I have absolutely no idea what they are. <laughs> but uh, they, I, I guess from what I've heard, they are primarily from like the, um, the old expanded universe, but they're now making an appearance in the live action Star Wars. Hooray! More stuff. <laughs> I'll actually get into more of that later. Um, and, and you're seeing Boba, uh, really kind of trying to take over the, the Star Wars underworld. And he's kind of doing it in like a part good guy, part bad guy way. Like, I don't want to say he's an anti-hero, but that's probably the title most closely associated with who he is in this. He's a criminal, yes, but a monster, no. Like, like I don't think he's going to do bad things for bad reasons. I think he's going to do bad things for good reasons, or he's going to do good things for bad reasons. Um, but beside Boba, throughout the entire trailer, is Fennec Shand, played by... The lovely Ming-Na Wen. Um, I adored her in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. If you haven't watched that and you're a Marvel fan, uh, please do. It's such a good show. Uh, it was. It's it's unfortunately over now. But, you know, get get through. Like, I, I get that, like, the first couple of seasons are kind of a slog. But, like, once you get into, like, I think it's like the third season, it gets really good. And then the fourth season is Ghost Rider. And it just boom like everything just clicks into place and it is amazing from that point out but uh yeah Ming-Na Wen she plays Fennec Shand as you remember because she was in the Mandalorian uh and she is doing what Ming-Na does when she uh is cast in a role which is she gets to just be a complete and total badass for every frame that she's on screen and honestly uh one thing that I'm actually hoping does not happen in Book of Boba Fett is I really don't want a romantic relationship between Boba and Fennec, you know, like it didn't seem in the Mandalorian uh, season two, it didn't seem like they really had the chemistry to be romantic. It seemed like it was more just kind of an agreed upon partnership or maybe even like a little father daughter, but not, not really like lovers, not really, you know, uh, not really a romantic partnership, but I am open to having my mind changed on that. I was, I, I'll admit, I was very against Raylo to begin with. Like, I did not think that Kylo Ren and Ray should have been together. But by the end of The Rise of Skywalker, I was an avid Raylo. I was an avid, avid, avid Raylo at that point. So yeah, as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about the Book of Boba Fett trailer. I really hope you guys are out there too, because it looks so good to me. But I have seen a lot of things out there saying that the Book of Boba Fett is going to be terrible. Because, because why not? Everything's going to be terrible now, right? <laughs> like, we just, we got to prejudge everything as being terrible. Uh, it's silly. But I'm excited for the Book of Boba Fett. I hope you are. And I'm going to tell you why that is okay. Boba Fett was always regarded as one of the coolest characters in Star Wars. And, you know, hot take here, I never thought that. I always thought, yes, he looked cool, but as a character, he's he's nothing. He was nothing in the original trilogy. He was less than nothing in the original trilogy. He had five lines in the original trilogy. 
And one of them was him screaming. Yes, I pulled that directly from the epic rap battles of history. I know. But he wasn't a developed character. He he was just there to kind of look intimidating and capture Han Solo and die unceremoniously in the Sarlacc pit. And and he completed that objective. That that's what he did. And and I, I never really got any sort of development from him until the Mandalorian. So, you know, what is that, like 40 years? Of, of actual Star Wars stories in canon, remember, like not, not expanded universe, in canon, and more on that later, but in canon, he was not developed. And the most development that he ever got in canon was in The Mandalorian. And this show coming up is going to be the most in canon character development that he is, that he has ever received. I don't know if is ever going to receive. He's probably going to get another season. But the show has a lot of room to tell a a very complex, character-focused, but action-driven story here. And and that is something that I am super excited about because uh, stories outside of the normal, like, force-wielding, lightsaber-wishing variety, they really go to make the, the, the galaxy seem much bigger much more alive and much more detailed than it was before. And stories at this level, they also they also kind of prop the Jedi up into being these these beings of unimaginable power. Um, and, and the perspective that we usually get of them is is from their perspective. And we've gotten so accustomed to being on the same level as these Jedi and, and Sith, uh, so to speak. And, you know, we're not in the right perspective to see them as these, you know, they're, they're basically gods among men. Like, like, that's what they are. If you saw somebody do that in real life, you'd flip your shit. But when, when we see them from the perspective that we've always seen them in the movies, we, we're, we're seeing them, their stories from their perspective. We don't, we don't get to see them as these elevated beings of, of unlimited, seemingly unlimited power. So stories like this from the ground level, they really, they really kind of flesh out the universe and they really flesh out the Sith and the Jedi. And this, this elevates the Sith and the Jedi uh, to this like legendary or mythological status that they're supposed to have in universe. Like when Rey first hears about uh, Han talking about Luke Skywalker, I'm sorry, not Luke Skywalker, uh, or not Han Solo, Finn was talking about Luke Skywalker and... She was like, oh my God, I thought he was just a myth. Like that's the, that's the status that Sith and Jedi are supposed to have in the universe. And, and the only way that I could like kind of, uh, elaborate on the reverence the galaxy should have, or the galaxy does have for Jedi like Luke Skywalker and Obi-Wan and Anakin is imagine if you were talking to your grandfather and your grandfather fought in world war two. And your grandfather's talking about, oh, well, yeah, when I was when I was fighting in World War II against the Nazis, we fought with this wizard. And, you know, he had this, like, glowy laser sword thing. And he'd sit there and slice up Nazis left and right. And he'd lift them up with his brain and throw them around. Like, you would probably think your grandfather's psychotic, <laughs> right? But, you know, enough of these guys start to come out with these stories of, of fighting the Nazis with these uh, fucking space wizards, then you'd kind of start to to treat these guys like a legend. You've never met one, right? Because they're so rare. They're so rare. But you've heard all the stories. And that's what you think they are, is just stories. You're thinking these are just guys 
who were overseas and they're just fucking with me. But then all of a sudden your grandfather's like, hey, uh, I got a map that leads right to that wizard I was talking to you about. Do you want to go find him? He'd be like, holy shit. I'm going to go meet the fucking space wizard? I thought he was a fucking myth. I thought you guys were pulling my leg. Like, that's exactly how you would react. And and that is how I think the universe, or the Star Wars universe, would react to things like the Jedi. Uh, but we're not used to that. We're not used to seeing it from that perspective. And that's what I love about these shows about, you know, non-force wielders, about things like the Mandalorian and, and bounty hunters and just regular people in the galaxy doing extraordinary things, uh, being ordinary people. And what I love about the time frame that all this takes place in is this is uh, obviously post-Empire, uh, but pre-First Order. And there, there's like near infinite ways to tie this into the, the story at large going on in the galaxy. Uh, obviously, we kind of know that, you know, the, the beginning is uh, post-Empire, so they can't like, you know, do too much with like the Empire. They gotta, They can't make the Empire seem totally imposing because like the Empire is crumbling. Right. But they also have kind of a set end point with the sequel trilogy. Uh, and, and like it or not, the Mandalorian Book of Boba Fett, they are probably going to lead into the sequel trilogy. The Mandalorian is definitely going to lead into the sequel trilogy. Uh, it's already been said. So, you know, get comfortable with it because it's happening. And, you know, speculation can run rampant on it, but it's anyone's guess as to who might show up in the Book of Boba Fett, who Boba might meet, who Fennec might kill. Uh, people that they might meet and set in motion the events of the sequels. Hell, Boba Fett and Fennec Shand could either help or hunt somebody that has to do with starting the First Order. You have no idea. There's no way to tell who's going to be in this and who's going to tie into future events. And that's what I love. They're like... Oh my god, I get so frustrated when people just call it like cameos. And I'm like, no, this is this is a this is a much larger galaxy and and there are some key players in it <laughs> like like the earth is huge but we all know certain people who are in charge of shit like we all know their names i'm not going to say it on here because i don't everything will get political and everything but we all know <laughs> so you can say that yeah it's a big world you got a few key players in it so i think you know my rambling brain aside that's that is what's going on it's not that you know, it, it's just cameos for the sake of cameos. Yeah, maybe some of them are. But, like, it's it's a big galaxy with key players doing fantastic things. And I can't wait to see it. And I think I think they will. But who knows? Uh, we are just going to have to wait until the Book of Boba Fett comes out to see what's happening. And I really hope that you guys are are going to watch. Um, and if you guys want me to do, like, a uh, like a reaction thing. Like, I'm thinking, I'm thinking maybe, maybe not a reaction. Maybe, like, a, uh, you know, like a weekly... A weekly recap, you know, tell tell about my feelings and stuff. I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of spitballing on that. But, you know, if you guys think that would be cool, let me know. Like, just hit me up on Twitter. I think that would be fun. Um, with that, I'm going to take a quick ad break because, hey, I actually have uh, an ad that I can I can read. That's, that's fucking crazy, right? Uh, don't unsubscribe, please. I love you. I'm uh, going to take a quick break to pay the bills, and then I will be right back. And we're going to talk about... Uh, the, uh, the, the, the stuff I don't really like to talk about, the fandom menace, uh, the expanded universe, and everybody's hate boner for Kathleen Kennedy. Be right back, guys. 
And welcome back. Uh, if you guys are noticing a difference in my voice, it's actually because I couldn't finish recording that night. And uh, it's a couple of days later and it's six in the morning. <laughs> this is the only time I have to record today. So uh, welcome back. Uh, getting back into the topics that we were talking about, uh, the fandom menace, the expanded universe and Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, not something that I necessarily wanted to talk about, but uh, as is my norm, I creep on Twitter. I find things that either intrigue me or horrify me, uh, most often horrify me, and then I talk about them here. Uh, there's been a lot of chatter lately about the extended universe or expanded universe. I don't remember exactly which one it's called, but it's now called Legends, and how their decanonization means that the sequels themselves could be decanonized at any time. And, okay, that's, that's just patently false for a couple of reasons. Uh, this isn't a collection of books or works that Lucasfilm had little to nothing to do with. Uh, this would be an entire film trilogy with the Lucasfilm name on it being removed from canon. If this were to happen, if we were just even giving the, the idea of this happening any sort of credence, I don't think it would be so shortly after the movies having been released. Uh, even the remote possibility of decanonization won't come for, at best, several decades, I think. I mean, we're looking into, like, maybe the 2050s. Maybe. That, that this would even be considered. And, you know, whether you enjoyed them or not, the films were profitable. You know, like it or not, Lucasfilm, and, and it's, it, it was this way before Disney, and it's this way after... But Lucasfilm is in it for the money. Uh, and that's what they got from each of the films. So they're getting what they came for, uh, which is money. They're making movies that people are enjoying. Um, and, uh, you know, there's there's a, a sect of people that do not enjoy them and are very vocal four years later about that. But, but going on to something else here, uh, is, as far as I'm aware... The EU was never actually canon anyway, even according to George Lucas. I believe there were uh, several confirmed interviews that uh, George Lucas said that the EU is, quote, outside his universe, the universe he created and is working on, and that he had little knowledge of what was even going on in the expanded universe. At its worst, the EU could be written off as glorified fan fiction. You know, like, I, I, could, I could insult... So many people by just saying that the EU is is fan fiction. It's it's people who are fans of Star Wars writing their own stories uh, that isn't canon um, and and never actually was. Uh, I know I'm gonna start a fucking flame war for saying this, um, but but the God's honest truth is I from what I remember from what I remember hearing uh, the expanded universe was never canon. But if we if we pull back from me trying to insult uh, an entire group of people, uh, it's a collection of ideas. It's it's a wellspring of ideas that Lucasfilm can pull from in order to be uh, inspired by, or pull entire storylines or character arcs or anything from. Which, if you think about it in that light, the expanded universe is the Star Wars "What If" that everybody's been saying they want. And let me tell you, uh, we're not handling that very well. We're not even handling the expanded universe well. Now, I've wanted to do an episode about a Star Wars what-if for a long time, and I guess I'm doing it in this one. But 
I really, I've always thought that a Star Wars what if uh, would not be handled very well by by the fandom because you know, uh, you know, I get that a lot of fans are thinking that it would be great, it would be awesome to explore these possibilities and ideas, and as much as I want to agree, uh, a show like that would only serve to rile up the toxic parts of the fandom uh, who demand a retcon of the sequels. And any any backtracking of any of the sequel ideas or or themes, they would they would view that as the new canon. Even though a show like this introduces the concept of a multiverse, which is everything and nothing is canon, you know? Uh, like the multiverse in Marvel, for example. When What If came out and really, you know, um, well, actually, it wasn't even What If, it was really Loki. But Loki and, and What If, when those came out and, and introduced the idea of the multiverse, it really, it really kind of opened up what is canon. And now... Pretty much literally everything is canon. You know, uh, uh, fucking alligator Loki is canon. And and now, uh, sorry to spoil the end credit scene. If you haven't seen the end credit scene of Venom, Let There Be Carnage, uh, skip over uh, like probably two minutes. But the end credit scene of Venom, Let There Be Carnage actually pulls Venom into the MCU. So now Venom is is canon in the MCU. And Morbius is going to be canon in the MCU. <laughs> so, you know, a, a show like that opens up the possibilities of what is canon. Uh, and everything is canon. Nothing is canon. It's all just there in this big soup of, of a universe. But so far, Star Wars has only been one timeline, one universe, no multiverse, no other ideas. And the EU, the expanded universe or legends now, is 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 just this this pool of ideas to pull from. And a what if show in the Star Wars universe, the debates would be even more fruitless and worse than they are now. <laughs> like, like there there would be nothing to be gained out of it. Um, I mean, granted, it would it would probably shut down a couple of arguments pretty quick. You can say, hey, eh, listen, that's another universe. Don't even worry about it. You know, I I like the universe I'm living in, in which. You know, Ray is is a uh, um, Jedi Master, and you like the universe you're living in, in which Ray doesn't even exist, and Luke Skywalker did whatever you want Luke Skywalker to do. That's boring and predictable. So, if we if we take the idea away of of the EU being the what if of Star Wars and going back to it's just a a collection of stories of things that could happen in one form of another or a wellspring of knowledge for, for the creators at Lucasfilm to draw from, um, you know, and, and, and looking at that idea, sorry, squirrel brain right now, like really bad. <laughs> uh, but looking at that idea, uh, I mean, I know, I know part of the expanded universe was Leia and Han's son trains as a Jedi under Luke and turns to the dark side. Uh, I, I'm, I'm breaking it down. I know so little about it, but I'm breaking it down so far. Um, but that, you know, that's pulled straight from the expanded universe and put into the sequels. So that that is an example of the kind of things that can be done with the expanded universe. So if you like the expanded universe, I mean, I don't know, just petition the people at Lucasfilm to, to pull from there. Don't don't say like exact storylines because that's boring. We all know what's, you know, people know what's going to happen in the expanded universe because they read the book. I like the idea of pulling things from the EU, pulling things from Legends. And, and Legends 
uh, again, squirrel brain, going on legends is such an appropriate name because, uh, because these are stories. These are myths that may or may not have happened. Uh, they may or may not have been colored by the person telling the tale or the person retelling the tale and so on and so forth over the years since the story took place. I mean, we all, we all know that, that this is what happens with stories. We all know that, uh, I mean, looking at like Christopher Columbus, you know, we know, we know the legend of Christopher Columbus and it has been greatly colored by, <laughs> by, uh, Italian immigrants and, and white people in America. Uh, but we know, you know, we, we're beginning to learn at least the, the truth and we're trying to get the truth out there about uh, Christopher Columbus in, in that maybe he's not this, you know, nice, uh, just this explorer guy that did all these cool things. No, he was a fucking monster. So, you know, that's that's what a legend is. It's 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 just a story and and it's a myth and it's an idea that gets warped and twisted over time <laughs> until it's, uh, you know, something like like that, where it's it's completely different than reality. So, you know, you can have uh, things like like Mara Jade and, and uh, Darth Cadius, I think his name. I don't know. You can have these stories like that. And what they are is just adaptations of the truth told over time and 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 changed and altered it, it's like a game of telephone with time and like all legends they need to be taken with a grain of salt they might be true they might be completely false they might be somewhere in between with details embellished or left out entirely so my personal thought is that the expanded universe needs to stay uh exactly where it is as legends um and we don't need a star wars what if because we we would not do well with it uh, certain parts of the fandom would, would just use it as, as ammunition. It would weaponize certain ideas that the fandom menace has. Um, and, and, uh, going on, on the fandom menace, um, again, like, like I said, I don't, I don't like to talk about them, but, uh, they, they bring themselves into the conversation a lot. Uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, people have been saying forever uh, that Kathleen Kennedy was going to be fired in October. Uh, well, okay, well, here's the thing uh, about about an employee being fired. Um, they don't announce it, <laughs> okay? They don't they don't announce like months ahead of time. You know what that that Kathleen Kennedy uh, being fired in October sounds a lot like? It sounds a lot like QAnon conspiracy theories you know those those batshit crazy things that like your uncle believes in uh the the there was a QAnon theory going around that was like donald trump was going to be reinstated as president in uh august i think it was and obviously august came and went and president biden is still president biden so they had to come up with a new narrative um and and they they come up with these like ad hoc excuses of like oh well no 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 it, it wasn't uh, reinstated uh president biden is actually donald trump uh it's just that he got facial reconstructive surgery uh so that he can serve two more terms and and do his things that he needs to do okay well if that's the theory that you're going with then shouldn't you be on team biden <laughs> Oh no 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 no! Uh, the the Biden that is doing that that's all that's all actually uh, Joe Biden that's that's Joe Biden. Uh, but there's another Joe Biden, and and you can see where this is going. So 
I see a lot of those traits and those characteristics with buying into conspiracy theories and and praying that the universe starts to make sense to them <laughs> with the fandom menace and with Kathleen Kennedy. And there's a lot of hate put on Kathleen Kennedy in particular. And and it it's it's not like, you know, like like okay, let's let's go back to the original uh, the uh, prequel trilogy. Um believe it or not, uh, the young people won't won't believe this, but uh, the prequel trilogy was actually universally pretty much hated back in the day. Everybody fucking hated the thing. I remember because I didn't like it back in the day. Uh, I will admit that the the lens of of time, uh, I needed more time in order to to really enjoy them. I needed to take a step back and spend a couple of years away from you know, uh, media influences and everything, go back, watch them with an older, more acute eye. Uh, and, and then I learned to appreciate them. Uh, but at the time I did not like them. And, and at the time, but even at the time I did think that, that at least the, uh, the cinematography and everything was at least better than the original trilogy. I, I never liked the, uh, original trilogies, uh, lightsaber fights. I thought they were just old men waggling sticks, um, but again, uh, through the lens of time and through an older, wiser, more, more, uh, generally accepting eye, uh, I learned to really appreciate the, the messages, the tones, the themes, everything in, in the original trilogy, the prequel trilogy and the sequel trilogy. So I, I have not been like the greatest Star Wars fan. I will openly admit that <laughs> I have been incredibly fickle. Uh, and I have, have, have had opinions and then changed those opinions. Uh, hell, The Last Jedi, when that came out, I had no idea how I felt about it. And uh, I, I, it took me a while to really come around to the movie because, like, I, I, I just I didn't know how I felt about it. And so I watched it again and then I felt a little bit better. And then I was like, well, wait a minute. If I liked it a little bit better the second time, maybe... I'll like it better the third time. So I watched it a third time and the third time it really clicked. And I think, I think a lot of people could really benefit from watching it again, instead of just forming an opinion after one viewing. And, and I really feel like if you went in wanting to like the movie and you don't know how you felt, this is what you need to do. But anyway, uh, going back to the original topic, I'm sorry, squirrel brain is just like so bad this morning. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to the original topic, uh, which was Kathleen Kennedy, um, and and what I wanted to do was go back to the uh, George Lucas uh, prequel trilogy. People hated it; they didn't like it. I I remember there being a level of discomfort with George Lucas, but it was nothing like the way people are are just rabid against Kathleen Kennedy. But she has essentially the same job, and it's a job that nobody really understands. They really feel like Kathleen Kennedy is writing the sequel trilogy. She's not. You know, she she's the head of Lucasfilm. She makes certain decisions, yes. Uh, she assists in a lot of stuff, yes. Um, but, but people hate on her, and I really feel like they don't exactly know what she does. Because uh, I don't even really know what she does. But, you know, under, understanding that, A, they're not going to announce a firing months ahead of time. You know, that's, that's stupid. They would announce a retirement or a resignation, maybe, 
ahead of time. Uh, but even then, resignations are usually pretty quick. Uh, the only time they would announce something like that is if they're, you know, they're parting on good terms. But if they're firing Kathleen Kennedy and they're announcing it in like April, I mean, come on. If if you even think for like a minute, just like a, a solid minute of just actual like like critical thinking, you would know that that sounds bullshit. <laughs> like, I I really think that a lot of the fandom menace and a lot of QAnon are the same people. Um, because they hear a thing that they like, you know, that agrees with them and they don't need any sort of critical thinking. They don't need any sort of, of, uh, bullshit detector that should be just, you know, fucking sirens blaring like constantly with some of this shit. Uh, and, and they just, they just go with it and they roll with it and they spread it because it agrees with them and they maybe think it's funny, but you know, all it all it does, and, and the Kathleen Kennedy conversations really add nothing to the Star Wars conversations because you know it, it, it's it's all part of like internal Lucasfilm shit that that we don't need to know about. All we need to know is when the movies are coming out, when the shows are coming out, what they are, and if we like them or not. And and this really, I mean, it. I guess I, I kind of want to wrap with the idea of uh, how to have more constructive uh discourse in in the star wars universe and i i know i talk about this a lot on twitter um and i i just i want to talk about it again here just because you know it's it's so bad in star wars twitter it's it's bad in like all twitter like marvel twitter everything but you know uh talking about star wars here you know i want to talk about star wars twitter so the thing that that we really need to get better at is, is understanding a, our opinions, uh, are just opinions. Everybody's got them. Uh, you, you don't have a right to have your opinion heard and accepted. Like that's, that's, I think where the disconnect is, is a lot of people, you know, are, are thinking that by, you know, you can tweet your opinion. Yeah, whatever, you know, whatever, tweet your opinion. People will tweet back their opinions and and discussions can happen, but neither opinion is is uh you know is fact. Nothing is fact in this. This is all art. This is all subjective. I am gonna see a completely different movie than you because I am am painting that movie in my brain with my own experiences, and my experiences are different. Uh, I don't think anybody else has been in this skin that I I, I inhabit. So, you know, if you have, then, uh, you know, please get out. But also, uh, just, you know, uh, just understand that, that that's, everybody has their own unique experiences that they're going to paint these movies with. And none of these opinions are fact. And, and the, the fact that we're talking about them on social media, social media itself, uh, the algorithms are designed to present you information that you like and that you agree with and that you engage with. The engagement part is huge. So if you are engaging with a lot of these, these ideas that agree with you and, uh, you know, then, then that's, that's what it's going to show you. It's also going to try to show you posts from people that post similar to you. And, and that's what creates echo chambers. And everybody likes to to bitch about echo chambers as saying, oh, the other side is in an echo chamber and they're not hearing uh, 
you know, conflicting ideas. And you can't stand it when somebody hates the sequels. Well, no, I, I really wish somebody, you know, everybody could see the sequels as, as I do, but I understand that they don't. And most people understand that they don't. And most people do not give a shit that you don't like the sequels. But, uh, you know, you also should not give a shit that we like the sequels. <laughs> okay. But, but the, these echo chambers, everybody is in one. Whether you think you are or not, everybody is in one. And it, it, it's impossible to tell from within the echo chamber how big your echo chamber is because it's an echo chamber. Okay, you have no idea the boundaries of the echo chamber. So you might think everybody hates the sequels because you're seeing so many accounts that are shitting on the sequels. Well, okay, let me tell you about my Twitter. I like the sequels, so I engage with people that also like the sequels. I see a fuckload of accounts that like the sequels. So in my opinion, everybody loves the sequels. Or a lot of people like the sequels. At least a lot. Enough to where Disney would enjoy continuing them. <laughs> and enjoy going down the road they're going. And making more money from us. So, you know, you, you have to understand that everybody is in their own echo chamber. Everybody. You are, I am, end of story. Because that's the way social media is designed. So when, when you, you can still interact with people outside of your echo chamber. It's not like they're only allowing you to interact with people inside. It, you can interact with people in other echo chambers. But when you, when you sit there and you attack a movie, and that's what this is. It's really when you attack things. And the attack can be from either side, honestly. Uh, like the Last Jedi fans who hated the uh, Rise of Skywalker. Um, I, I lump you in with the Phantom Menace. Uh, because you're, you're fucking terrible. Uh, because your attacks are, are brutal. They're vicious. Because, you know, and, and, and the thing is, is when you attack these things, a lot of times you tend to attack the person who has the opinion on, on the thing instead of just the thing itself. You can think that the movie was shit. I don't care. I loved it. I love The Rise of Skywalker. I love The Last Jedi. I love The Force Awakens. I love the sequels. I love the prequels. I love the original trilogy. I and most everybody else does not give a single fuck what you think about any of these movies. I enjoy them. But when I start to interact, it's usually when people start attacking me personally for having these ideas or for having these opinions. You know, when people say, oh, okay, well, you like the sequel trilogy. It's okay. I have some shit opinions too. Or I like some stupid fucking movies too. Because, Or, you know, you start attacking the person for having the ideas. That's when you cross the fucking line. Because you know, you should never attack the person. If you're having a conversation about the movies, never attack the person because that just makes you into the asshole. And this, again, this goes for both sides, sequel lovers and sequel haters. It doesn't fucking matter. So just stop attacking the person and, and, and have the discussion about the art itself. The second you start bringing up, okay, well, you're too stupid to understand that, that this movie is garbage. I'll just end the conversation right there because the person who said that is an asshole and the person who got that said to them 
in my opinion, wins the argument because the other person had to result to a personal insult in order to uh, try to, you know, uh, knock the other person off their off their rhythm or something. So stick to criticizing the art, not the person observing the art. I don't go to an art gallery of paintings or photography and I start making fun of all the people in the room for liking a certain piece of art. I will just make fun of the art. Okay? I, you know, it's possible to dislike a thing and also shut the fuck up about the thing. Like, that's the other thing. People are having fun with this and you acknowledge that because you want to engage with it. You know, again, whether or not it's sequel lovers, sequel haters, the fandom menace, you know, everybody else. You're acknowledging people are having fun watching these movies, enjoying these movies, being excited about the movies and things coming up in the Disney universe. And and you're going to just try to shit on that like th that. You know, there are so many better things that you can be doing with your time. Everybody could be doing with their time. I probably can think of like a dozen better things to do with my time than this podcast. <laughs> but I, I, I enjoy doing it. I love talking to you guys about this stuff. I love interacting with people who have these, you know, uh, feelings and ideas and theories about Star Wars and, and where it can go from here and, and all this other stuff. There's so much good stuff to talk about. And it's just such a waste of time to try to shit on any of it because people are having fun. You know, if, if you're the type that likes to shit on people for having fun, then God forbid you ever go to any parties, you know? So uh, anyway... I really, I, I, I kind of want to wrap this up because, you know, it's, it's just, it's just infuriating. All I want is for people to have better conversations. I want people to, you know, respect people for having the idea. Uh, you know, I, I respect anybody who didn't like uh, The Rise of Skywalker or who didn't like the sequels as long as they are respectful to me and to other people. That's all I want. And, you know, we can have conversations. We can, I, you know, I, I am... 100% down to talking about uh, my feelings of the sequel trilogy to somebody who doesn't like the sequel trilogy as long as they are willing to listen because I'm willing to listen to them. And that's that's what we have to do is I, I want to hear their complaints about the movie without them just resorting to uh, lazy sexism or, or just overt racism or anything like that. Uh, I, I would love to hear complaints about that that are original, that are well thought out, that are actually their own complaints and not stuff that they pulled from a YouTube video with a picture of Kathleen Kennedy with laser eyes. I I am open to hearing these things, and I would hope that other people would be open to listening to my uh, enjoyment of it and the reasons why I loved it and the things that resonated with me and, and the things that I thought were brilliant in the movie. So those are the kind of conversations I love having. I love having these. I love talking to people that even disagree with me. <laughs> it's just be respectful. That's the biggest thing is just be respectful. So uh, anyway, let's, I'm going to take the, ten, the the opportunity now to just, uh, I'm going to call it a day. Uh, I think this episode has probably gone on long enough, especially with me just bitching about stuff. Anyway, thank you guys for tuning back in. Uh, I am hoping uh, to do... A lot of stuff coming up this week with uh, Disney Plus, uh, uh, the Disney Plus day coming up on Friday. Um, I'm kind of hoping to actually do like some some uh, 
uh, maybe not live stuff. I don't, I don't know if I'm ready for live stuff, but probably some, uh, you know, reaction videos and, and some live tweets and maybe some, uh, I don't know, maybe an article or two or stuff written on review. I don't know. Something, uh, something, something special for Disney Plus Day. It's going to be a good day. Uh, anyway, thank you guys for coming back. Thank you for listening. Uh, if you are not subscribed to the show, I, I would I would generally ask you to subscribe because I, you know, that way you know when I release a new episode, which is kind of on a random fucking schedule, I guess. Uh, but thank you for subscribing if you are. Uh, I do have links in my Twitter description, my Twitter bio. Uh, if you do feel like uh, supporting the show, uh, that would be fantastic. Uh, and if you have any ideas for things that you want me to talk about or any questions, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter primarily. Uh, or you can, uh, I guess, hit me up on Instagram. Just don't hit me up on Facebook. I'm never on it. Um, but just any, pretty much anything. I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm everywhere. I have a Discord server. Uh, it's not totally set up or anything. And if you went on there right now, you'd be literally the first person to post anything on it. Uh, but you, you can, you can send me messages. Let me know anything you want to talk about, anything you want me to talk about, any questions you have that I can answer. Um, yeah, let's, let's, let's get this show really kicked into, into the next level here beyond just, uh, you know, hobbyist shit. So thank you for coming back. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you guys. May the force be with you always. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.